honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Wigan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today. Unfortunately, though, the Minnesota Timberwolves, as I predicted, went 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, 2-2, two and two, but of course, flip-flop a, a game or so here and there, and yeah, I, I don't know, just, uh, hmm. yeah, lots to talk about in terms of the play of the team. This is going to be kind of more of a state of the team type of show, in a sense. You know, I, I think I say that more often than not lately because, well, you know, some of these games, it's like you want to go in detail and it's like, you know, they're kind of the same in a sense. Okay, sure, you win this game, you lose that game, you're a little better in this one, and then... But you're seeing a lot of the same stuff lately. Now, the Timberwolves swept the Clippers. That's nice, but you lose to OKC, a team I think you can beat, and we've done well against them. And then and then you come up with this garbage. I know it's a back-to-back, but you come up with this garbage loss to the Memphis Grizzlies on Monday the 4th of December. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. Garbage. Just absolute rubbish. Yeah, let's just go with that. So again, I'm not going to go heavily into detail. Maybe I'll read off this and that here and there. But in generally speaking, this team, you know, last week's show was lacking identity, right? An identity crisis in the target center. And well, whatever it was, it's gotten worse. And it's not getting better right now. Uh, Vince Germano has stated he wants to join Timberwolves Explosion one way or another to talk about Jimmy Butler. He has a lot to say about Jimmy Butler, apparently. And I have not pried, I have not pressed him to tell me what it is for a reason. I, I don't want to spoil it for myself, much less the listeners, what he has to say. It's going to be interesting stuff. He'll either join live with me for a segment, or I may even have to twist his arms to try to do an audio submission, if humanly possible. A, a extended audio submission. You know, kind of like today's takes, but probably longer, depending on how much he wants to say about Jimmy Butler. Um, if he's able to do that, that'd be nice, because obviously our schedules are what they are, and I've been working more overtime lately, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sure you're all fascinated to hear that. But at the same time, you know, sometimes there's a reason for this and that, and I like to give a brief brief explanation as to why, rather than leaving you all hanging out there. Well, we're in the tightest division in the uh, NBA, the Northwest Division standings. The Timberwolves are in first place, or one game ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. And the last place, Oklahoma City Thunder, are only two and a half games behind the Wolves. Yeah, it's a very tight division because everybody's just kind of average, right? Average. Oklahoma City's probably got the most overall talent, but they've got the worst record. Minnesota, oh, we're we're in first place. Yeah. Yeah, but we're 15 and 11. And that's good, though. I'm glad we've won 15 games. I'm glad we're in a positive direction. We're probably going to win over 40 games on pace for, what, 46 wins this year. Well, go team. That's nice that we're on pace for 46 wins. But... Do Could you possibly look uglier doing it? Could you possibly look more disjointed? I mean, hello? Uh, you know, uh, too soon when I say this? We're about as disjointed as... Uh, uh, okay, I won't even say it, but I'll just say a certain guy's ankle in the season opener for the Celtics. You Most of you know who that is. We're about that disjointed right now when it comes to team chemistry, when it comes to uh, just uh, disconnect with the head coach. 
What the hell is Tom Thibodeau anyway? Who is Tom Thibodeau? Is he a defensive coach? Yes, but are we seeing defense from him? No, once in a while. Are the players responding to it? Uh, Jimmy Butler is because that's who Jimmy Butler is. Andrew Wiggins' defense has improved. His offense has gone off the face of the earth half of the time. Sometimes he's good. Okay, sure. But, and then you come in and say, okay, so Jimmy Butler came in here and, well, yeah, you know, he needs the ball more. And, well, you saw a lot more of Jimmy Butler scoring this week. In fact, if you want to just go on paper, he's a shoe in for the the Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, okay, for the Alpha Wolf Award, uh, Alpha Wolf Award for this show. But, I don't know. Is he a chemistry killer right now for this team? And it's not even because he's a chemistry killer. It's because it's just the the plan. What the hell kind of plan is this? I mean, you have a nice mix of young players. Maybe they're too young. You get frustrated with it. So then you bring in a guy and it, not only does it stunt the growth, it kind of moves everybody around a bit and things kind of change and you're not sure if it's for the best. I'm not sure it is. I'm really not sure. And that's probably, I'm guessing, a hint of what uh, Vince Germano is going to be talking about in a little bit. Um, you're seeing better play out of Gorgie Zhang of late. You're seeing erratic play out of Jamal Crawford. The guy's shooting percentage is what it is. It's balls. You know, and yeah, I keep using that word like once a week lately because there's a lot of frustration with this team right now. Uh Andrew Wiggins has gone from a guy who was shooting over well over 40% to a guy who's barely shooting over 30% from downtown. It's not good. Uh, Jamal Crawford's about 35% from downtown. Okay. His regular field goal percentage is under 40%. Um, he's just erratic. You love the clutch play out of Jamal Crawford, but there's a payback. You get some dumb shots. Everybody's settling for stupid jump shots here and there because everybody's gunning because this guy's going to hog the ball. Now that guy's going to hog the ball. Okay, well, 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 it's my turn, damn it. Give me the ball. Okay, there, shot, brick, damn it. Oh, there, this time he made it. So there's a lot of that, this and that, back and forth. Uh, yes, Jeff Teague did come back. It's nice to see, and he had 10 assists in the Oklahoma City game, but pretty much from the get-go, you could just tell it was a yucky game. I mean, the defense was garbage. I mean, you give up 42 points in the first quarter, 64 points in the first half, and you're just down by 10, you're down by 7, you're down by 10, you're down by 12, you're down by 13, you're down by, you get the idea. You're just down consistently the whole game, and okay, Oklahoma City's good, this and that, but they're as disjointed as we are. Okay, you could even argue they're worse. But Paul George basically took us to school that night. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is what I think he is, just overrated, you know. He is, so meh, whatever. Uh... Russell Westbrook is all over the place. He just missed a triple-double by a rebound, and then he got seven turnovers. Just all over the place, a big mess. And the other problem is, you know, you go from Tyus Jones, who's Alpha Wolf Award, to, okay, Jeff Teague's back, and it's like, oh, hell with you, Tyus. You know, and that's the other frustration. Tom Thibodeau, what was he known for in Chicago? Overplaying his starters. The Timberwolves have, (laughs) every one of their starters is in the top 40 in NBA minutes, total minutes. So what does that say? He's overplaying the starters. Open your damn bench, man. Seriously, open your damn bench. I mean, you get 14 minutes out of Tyus and Shabazz combined, zero. That's right, zero points from these guys. And it's not their fault. <laughs> you know, Shabazz Muhammad, I think he's inconsistent. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's okay. He's talented, but he's inconsistent. I could probably be just, you know, I don't need to go too deep into it. Tyus Jones can play this game, though, and he deserve minute, deserves minutes, something of the likes of 18 to 22 minutes a game. Jeff Teague, 34 minutes, that's not that bad, but don't play Jamal Crawford at the point, please. I, I You know, 
Jamal Crawford's no more of a point guard than Anthony Peeler was for us uh, older Timberwolves fans back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. Anthony Peeler was the kind of player that drove me to, I wanted to throw a brick at the guy's head. You know, I don't care. I wanted to throw a brick at his head. Go, go ahead, arrest me. I finally got that brick out of my hand so I could hit him as hard as I could in the forehead with the ball because I got sick of the stupid shots. Okay, but Jamal Crawford isn't as annoying as him. Not even close, but <laughs> but he's about as good a point guard as Anthony Peeler. You know, maybe he's slightly better. His passes are okay. Even Peeler made some nice passes once in a while. But Tyus Jones is a better point guard than Jamal Crawford, man. Jamal's got a nice career. He's a nice shooter when he's kind of calmed down and when he's more in a slightly in a system rather than just going willy-nilly out there uh, just looking for a shot because he's his minutes are sporadic as well just like every other every other player who doesn't start um that's part of the problem too it's so sporadic with the minutes with Tyus Jones Jamal Crawford uh Gorgie Zhang Shabazz Muhammad and then the rest of the guys don't even exist now of course Nemanja would exist but he's been out and that's not helping either but if Nemanja Bialica being out is the biggest problem, right, or is a is is a is a huge problem for this team, I think we're pretty weak. <laughs> if that's the case, you need to stretch you need to stretch things up a bit more. This this rotation needs to be opened up more. Uh, and and you know what, Tom Thibodeau's not going to change because Glenn Taylor has pretty much allowed Tom Thibodeau to be the boss of basketball because he's the president of basketball operations. Who's gonna Who's gonna get to Thibodeau? Nobody. He's the coach and president of basketball. And that's where you have a little bit of a, you know, just kind of, you know, a, a dictator as your as your coach. And it, I'm not even necessarily calling Tom Thibodeau a dictator, but you're giving him dictator abilities. If he wants to be a dictator, he can be. Do you, do you get the picture? That's kind of where things are heading. And I'm questioning the system, questioning the process. I can do that. You can say trust the process all you want, but I'm going to question the process because I'm... I'm not happy. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. And it's not getting better. And others out there talking about how Jimmy Butler's not happy. Well, I guess he's not because now he's been hogging the ball like crazy in a lot of these games. And his minutes or his points have gone way up. Good for him. I'm happy for him as we move off the Oklahoma City game into the Clipper game, which was ugly too. Sunday the 3rd, we won, but it was ugly. Uh, Just an ugly game. We should have blown these guys right out of the gym. And we didn't. And Austin bleeping Rivers at 30 points. Lou Williams hitting 3 after 3 as well. Austin Rivers, though, I mean, did he really make 7 of 10 from downtown? And it's like, yeah, he did. It was ridiculous. 30 points for Austin Rivers. I mean, Austin bleeping Rivers, 30 points. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Jamal bleeping Crawford at 33 points. So, nah, 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 boo-boo, he got more. Whatever you can do, I can do better, right? But um, you're, you're seeing the same problems with identity. You're seeing guys taking their, just kind of taking their own shots this here and there. Other guys getting froze out of the offense. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, Andrew Wiggins settling for the same stupid long two-pointers and missing all five of his threes. Just disjointed the whole time. I love, I love Andrew Wiggins, but this is a mess. And well, he's, he's signed. He's not going anywhere. And I'm happy he's signed, but you're not going to get <laughs> you're not going to get fair production out of Andrew Wiggins with the way things are at the moment. You're not going to get your money's worth from him with the way things are set up at the moment. Something's got to change here. Uh, trade, this, that, uh, different philosophy. That's the difference between Tom Thibodeau, Bruce Boudreau, and Mike Zimmer. Uh, Mike Zimmer, of the Vikings, of course, we, I think a lot of people know who that is by now, 
is willing to make changes rather than this is how we do things, this is how I coach, this is my system, this is this, this is that. Mike Zimmer, Pat Shermer, they adjust and look at the Vikings. Just look at that offense and look how different it is. Obviously the defense too. You adjust to the personnel, you adjust to this, you adjust to that. With uh, Tom Thibodeau, I'm not seeing anything. I'm seeing Tom Thibodeau's way or the highway. I'm seeing the same old yelling on the sidelines, whatever it is. And I'm sure the players respect Tom Thibodeau. You're not seeing a whole lot of resistance other than your franchise player, Carl Anthony Towns. You're seeing resistance there. And that's another problem that's starting to emerge as well. Um, They appreciate him in this and that, but it's not working that good. And we can keep saying, I'm not ready to panic. I'm not ready to panic. But you can say that until St. Patrick's Day. And by that point, well, the season's over. Then if things keep up, sure, you might make the playoffs with 43 wins and you get swept by the Warriors in the first round. Isn't that great? And you you put all this together and it's win-now mode and you get swept by the Warriors. I mean, win-now mode, getting swept by the Warriors in the first round, that's not win-now mode. So... That's where the frustration comes in right now for myself and for many a fan. Uh, again, Butler's just looking for his own shot at this point because he just said, bleep it. Like, if you guys aren't going to do this, I'm going to do this, and so on and so forth. Carl Anthony Towns continues to get frozen out of the offense. Wiggins continues to take get isos that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, attack the basket. Uh, you know, attack the basket. That's Andrew Wiggins' game, not long two-pointers. I don't get it. Attack the bleeping basket, for crying out loud. Why isn't Tom Thibodeau having Andrew Wiggins attack the basket more? I'm sure the defense are focused on it, but they can't be that focused on him when you already have Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague, you know, and Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, but that's right, Carl Anthony Towns is out in the three-point line, out way out at the three-point line, and not that many players are all too worried about it, for the most part, because he's an okay three-point shooter, and it's really not Carl's game. I think Carl's game is down low, focused down low with Carl, and then you got something going, and we're not seeing it. You're not seeing shots getting blocked by Carl anymore. You're seeing okay, improved defense out of Andrew Wiggins, but again, his offense is really, really taking a dip. Uh, And again, it, it doesn't help with Jimmy Butler basically taking matters in his own hands at this stage. It's kind of like a you throw your arms and just say, I don't know, and that's where things are headed right now. Tyus Jones deserves, deserves more minutes, this and that. It's just a mess. Yeah, certain guys need to be sitting down a little longer. Carl needs to get the ball more. I mean, and then you get to the Memphis game where the guy takes three shots in the first three quarters. It, it don't make sense, Joe. It, it, it just don't make sense. I mean, I know Marcus Hill's defense is good, and he manhandles Carl Anthony Towns, but really? I mean, oh, they double-teamed him, according to Mr. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, but Carl Anthony Towns isn't Gorgie Zhang in his rookie year. He's Carl Anthony Towns in his third year. Gorgie Zhang in his rookie year, say, coming off the bench, that type of thing with uh, Rick Adelman, you know? That's where maybe you get three shots in the first three quarters, something like that, and six shots total for the flipping game. I mean, seriously? Is this real or is this a nightmare? Did I just dream this or can I wake up now? And again, Jimmy Butler, 30 points. Great game statistically on paper. Of course, too many shots. Seven three-pointers attempted. Jamal Crawford's clanging shots all day. So Jamal Crawford's minutes increase, yet his shooting is like 20 freaking percent from the floor. What the hell is this? I mean, really? (laughs) And yes, the Wolves did beat the Clippers by six points the night before. So we did appreciate the win, but it was a very ugly win. The Memphis game, though, I mean, I got nothing to say other than great 
point total for Jimmy Butler. Nice that he got five assists. He led the team in assists, too, because that's how great the flow and the offense was. Jeff Teague with two assists in the game. I mean, really? Gorgie Zheng, good off the bench. That's the positive. 10.7 rebounds, made <laughs> four-fifths of his shots, if you can do the math there. Duh. Uh, good game for him there, obviously. Gorgie Zheng, very solid in 21 minutes. I appreciated that. Uh, one less shot attempt for Carl Anthony uh, than Carl Anthony Towns, and I think Gorgie had too few shots. I think Gorgie had too few shots, and he only had one less than Carl. <laughs> Jamal Crawford, 2 of 10 from the floor, and he shot four more times than Carl, almost double. I mean, what kind of offense is this? I question the process. Trust the process? No, I question the process, because this is not working. Memphis Grizzlies lost 11 games in a row before this. They have every right to end their their losing streak. But not not like this. They only scored 95 points, okay? The Wolves' defense was okay in the game. Memphis's offense was below average because it is below average. You don't even have Mike Conley. So, I mean, seriously, you had bleep that bleeper in there, Mr. Harrison So and, 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 Ty- and Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans is your point guard? Okay, he's had a nice resurgent year, so I will give him credit there. Ben McLemore is your shooting guard? He sucks. Ben McLemore sucks. Andrew Harrison is okay. He's average, off the bench. Just a mediocre, okay player from the Kentucky Glory days with Carl Anthony Towns. Of course, Kentucky Glory days are every year because they got <laughs> they got Michael Corleone for their coach over there. That's, there's no doubt about that. that guy <laughs> and you know what? God bless him. If he, he's, he's a great uh, recruiter, a great coach, this and that. Mr. Uh, yeah, uh, you know who he is. We'll just keep going. Uh, Kalapari. Mr. Mr. Kamal. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Kalapari, one of the best, obviously. Love him, hate him. Um, but Memphis had just fired their coach. Things were going sour. They'd lost 11 in a row. And yes, I love Hank McCoy slash Wayne Hunt. He's the creator of the new logo, which is still kind of in, in a limbo at the moment because, uh, well, work schedule, you know? I mean, we're, 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 we're hard workers, boy, all of us guys. <laughs> we, it's not because, you know, yeah, we work hard on our podcast. We love our podcast, but our jobs sometimes really get crazy and you can't get around to things. That's why you haven't seen a whole lot of court sides of late. Um, they, they, they come out, but not all the time. Um, I try my best to keep this one coming as I try to keep this a weekly show. Uh, Marcus Sol, as usual, helped beat the Wolves. Yes, his defense was good. He was aggressive. He wasn't that great in the game, though, but he did get to the free throw line, wound up with 21 points for the frickin' Grizzlies. Frickin' Grizzlies win by three. Oh, just Carl. And you know what? I'm not even mad at Carl as much as I'm mad at the coach right now. And I'm not mad at Carl. I'm annoyed with the system. Annoyed. Again, you know, okay, so Carl makes a three here and there, two threes here and there. Sometimes he'll attempt seven and still be two threes made, this and that, you know, and it's just, it's disjointed. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and if you're going to have Carl on the outside, maybe so you're not clogging the middle when a guy's going to drive to the basket, then why isn't he driving to the basket? Why are you seeing stupid two-point shots, stupid long two-point shots, the same stuff you saw, the stuff I used to be uh, afraid of when Flip Saunders was the coach in the Wally days, Wally, Terrell, you know, Kevin, those days. Jump shooting coach. That's what people didn't like about Flip back in the old days. And that is, again, no disrespect to a man I just love very much. So, again, just saying, though. Just saying. That's that. Those were the uh, complaints about Flip back in the day where it was the jump shot, just a jump shooting coach. And none of that's changed no matter who's the coach. And you just kind of keep it going the way it is. And when something's not working, you make 
changes. You change strategy a little bit and you're not seeing anything changing. And it's just bull crap. It's like Ron Gardenhire, you know, with the twins. Is, is, is that what Tom Thibodeau is? A higher paid Ron Gardenhire? Because that might be it. I think he might be <laughs> the way things are heading. Okay, you made your aggressive move for Jimmy Butler, but look what look what look what this has done. I, I think you've thrown a monkey wrench in the progress of this team. I really do. I, I question the process. I am not complaining about the Jeff Teague for Rubio move. I think there's uh, the guy's more of a threat offensively late in games than Ricky Rubio could could ever hope to be, and he's more than capable of making nice passes. I thought he did a very good job against the Clippers both times around. He was fairly decent against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. His offense is a little bit inconsistent sometimes, but again, what do you expect when the offensive system in general is all over the place? You don't really, it, it's unpredictable. Other than Jamal Crawford is going to take a lot of silly shots and Wiggins is going to settle for long twos. That's kind of the theme here. So I'm not necessarily coming here to shoot my mouth off, but I'm sounding the alarm a little bit. It's not a panic necessarily because things can turn around, but is this system the right system? Is this process the right process? Can, can I ask that? Is it okay to ask? Because I think it is okay to ask. I'm not the only Timberwolves fan saying this, and I'm certainly not the only Australian out there either saying this. Australian fan, New Zealand fan, I think they're all getting frustrated right now. Minnesota wins over the LA Clippers on ESPN. That was nice, pleasant. 113-107, Wednesday, the 6th of December, one of the great months of the year because you get nice Christmas lights everywhere. Jamal Crawford had a nice shot, at least one nice shot, kind of a highlight play from uh, from deep that helped keep the Wolves ahead, which the Wolves were most of the game today. The Wolves are today, today, uh, Wednesday night in this particular game is what I'm trying to say. Um, the Wolves were basically what the Thunder were to the Wolves uh, last week, where they just maintained the lead most of the way, up by quite a bit. And then you saw the lead diminish, 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 and you start getting that frog in your throat, wondering what we're going to do now. Lord help us, that type of feeling. Uh, but luckily the Wolves are able to pull it out down the stretch, sinking some free throws, this and that. Carl was better, good for him. Uh, higher percentage, less less than the outside. You saw a little better flow offensively in this game. So hopefully, hopefully you saw a wonderful field goal percentage in the game. So I can calm down a little bit now, but I had to get where I had to get in the previous games. At the at the end of the day, though, the Clippers stink right now. And, of course, Mr. Blake Griffin, love him, hate him, he's out, of course, of the MCL sprain, out uh, about six to eight weeks. It takes time to heal one of those, obviously. You saw Danilo Gallinari make his comeback, and he shot like Jamal Crawford. <laughs> yeah, he came back, but... Uh, I, you didn't hear him saying, uh, I cannot miss, I cannot miss, because I cannot make, I cannot make <laughs> 2 of 13 from Danilo Gallinari. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Danilo. I'm sorry. You, you, you know what, Danilo? You need to stay healthy. You've been a freaking, you've been a guy who's been a borderline bust your whole career because you just cannot stay healthy. Otherwise, the talent is uh, very evident. DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams shoots about a bajillion threes. He's the new Jamal Crawford there in Clipperland, and he's a uh, right now a better version, you could say. Maybe a little even more out of control, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Austin Rivers, another strong game against the Wolves, 23 points. DeAndre Jordan, though, was a terror time and time again. I, oh, that guy drives me nuts. I can't stand him. I can't stand DeAndre Jordan. He just looks like an asshole, doesn't he? 
Oh, he plays like an asshole, but he's a good asshole, isn't he? <laughs> Amazingly, he didn't get a single block in the game. Yet Wesley Johnson got three. That's an urban legend of, of epic proportions, I'd have to say. Ay. Gorgie Zheng, again, very consistent, very solid, very helpful, you know, in the game where you got a big man that can beat the crap out of you. And, of course, the foreman didn't mention DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Gorgie was solid the whole game, and he's you're starting to see the Gorgie Zheng we love again very much after a crappy start to the season because, well, I mean, when you bring in Todd Gibson, again, another situation where you're throwing a monkey wrench into the progress of some of the other players. But at the end of the day, I love uh, Todd Gibson. Double-double uh, performance, 70%. The team as a whole was outstanding throughout the night. 55% from the Wolves. There was a stage in the game where they were shooting 70%, but of course, you know, that's going to come back of the pack, and it did. But uh, 55%, you'll you'll take that. You're going to win that most of the time. So 44% from the Clippers. They were bricking shots. They shot way too many threes, and well, it, it cost them. 30, 31%, so it is what it is. Four of nine from Lou Williams. Again, dangerous guy. He's going to keep jacking him up regardless. And, well, it is what it is there. Your two starting forwards were one of ten from the three-point range, Danilo and Wesley. So that's one of the undoings of the Clippers throughout the throughout the way. Just too much. If you're missing that much, I don't know. Maybe change your shot a little bit or, yeah, try to make a move and look for someone else. I don't know. When you're shooting that poorly, I don't know, man. Stop forcing it. That's all I've got to say. Uh, Jeff Teague was wonderful in the game. Just a uh, little sloppy here and there as the game progressed. But generally speaking, Jeff Teague, this is a Jeff Teague type of game. Four of seven from downtown, you know, seven assists, hitting the cutters to the basket. Andrew Wiggins along the way, better, you know, at, uh, getting, being on the receiving end of some cuts into the into the dunk and, and not bad at all. Jimmy Butler as well. This was a solid game. So, the rant was more for the previous three. This wasn't a great game, but it was a solid game. And you won on the road on national television. So, you know what? That's good. This was easily the best game of the week for the Minnesota Timberwolves. By, 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 by a mile. The the home game Sunday night was... Well, at least we won. That's all it was. Just... At least we won. <laughs> so, I, kinda, I, I got off my chest what I needed to for the time being. Again, I'm questioning the process. That's the title of this episode, Question the Process. You have to question it because if it's not working the way it's supposed to work, maybe you, you have a right to question it. If things improve, they improve. If they don't, well, you had a right to question the process. You were, you were correct to do so, right? Am I right? Please tell me I'm right, okay? Alpha Wolf Award for this show? Lord, I guess it's Jeff Teague. And, you know, and it's not like he had a great week or anything, but I liked what I saw. Uh, Jimmy Butler... Statistically, Alva Wolf, yes, but I don't know. Uh, you know, was he completely killing the offense? Kinda. Uh, I kind of like. You know, I'll give it to both of them, but I'm gonna give like a gold-plated one to Jeff Teague. I think he was more the the positive of this week. It's nice to have him back. You're seeing his value, and that's that's what that's where I stand. Of course, on paper, Jimmy Butler is a shoe in for the Alva Wolf Award, but again, the offense killing was frustrating. Very, very solid game for both of the guards, though. Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler combining for 15 assists and 38 points against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Johnny Phil Memorial is Tom Thibodeau with a bullet. With a bullet. It's Tom Thibodeau. And go ahead and get mad at me. Go ahead and think I'm silly. I'm panicking. No, it's Tom Thibodeau. And, you know, it, it goes from the president of basketball operations down to the coach. That's both of them. 
Tom Thibodeau is the president of basketball operations and the coach, so he's responsible for this system heading the way it's going. It's not time to panic, but it's time to question. It's time to say, hey, buddy, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's getting a little bit late in the season here for things to be this ridiculous looking, you know? I mean, let's let's get it together one of these days, hey? That would be nice. It's not like we started, you know, like, it's not like we started 12 and 3 and then we lost five in a row, which can happen sometimes. And okay, we'll get it back. No, we, we, we've been pretty much been on this same, eh, you know, run for a while now after after we had a five-game win streak a little while back. So, yeah, so it's okay to question the process. It, it is. Well, with that, we'll wrap up this segment. We got three games to preview this week. A little bit lighter schedule. I had a lot to say, so a little bit, tiny bit longer second, first segment, pardon me, into this one. But, uh, well, I got it off my chest. It was, uh, it was what it was. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back. I hope you're not mad at me at the same time. Be back right after this. What? Question things? How dare you question this team? You're not a true fan. Uh, actually, yes I am. Maybe you're the one that needs to be questioned. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, the preview segment. We've got three games to preview. Long break from last game into the next game, huh? Wednesday night against the Clippers. Of course, the Wolves win by six. Then you get to wait until Sunday, December the 10th. The Timberwolves will host the Dallas Mavericks once again. As well, the Timberwolves have been sweeping the season series of late, and I expect the Wolves to keep winning. They've been getting into the 110s. Dallas Mavericks haven't clinched 100 points yet, though they got 99 against the... uh, the Timber Puppies uh, in the Target Center on November the 4th. And on November the 17th, the Wolves won 11. So, I mean, I expect more of the same. I think the Wolves should beat the Dallas Mavericks, especially in the Target Center. And if not, well, you know, you, you get the idea. That's They need to win. I mean, you know, it's not must-win type of thing. But for morale purposes, for team morale purposes, it's a must-win in that sense. You, you don't want to lose to the Dallas Mavericks. We know them well. We know their smell, as Paul Allen would say. You got Dirk Nowitzki. He's, you know, very, <laughs> obviously he's pushing 40 here. Uh, Harrison Barnes been leading the team in scoring. He's, he's, he's just a piece to the Golden State Warriors. Nothing special. So it's just one of those. You know, like when Tony Campbell led the Timberwolves in scoring or, or, or Ricky Davis. I hate saying that name. I just, that guy was garbage. Um, but that's what's going on there. He's leading the club in scoring and rebounding. Dirk Nowitzki only 5.8 a game at this stage. He's not even in the top three in scoring leaders on the Mavericks. Really dropped off. And, yeah, well, it's going to happen. As Vince Germano would say time and time again that, uh, well, Joey, <laughs> Father, time is, uh, Father Time is undefeated. And, yeah, you're right. Father Time is undefeated, as Vince Germano would say. As you know, uh, Nerland's Noel, the first Noel, this is, uh, yeah, he is the first Noel that I know of in the NBA, is, uh, well, he's, he's, he's out there in possible trade ideas. I wouldn't mind the Wolves getting him. A lot of people are like, no, he's, he's overpaid for what he does, this and that. I'd rather have Gorgie or, or whoever, or Taj Gibson, stuff like that. Well, I, I like the guy's uh, game model, if that makes sense. Uh, I like what he can do out there. He's certainly not getting a whole lot of minutes this year, and he's missed time. And of course, he missed his whole his whole rookie season, or what would have been his rookie season. He had to postpone that for a year, just like Joel Embiid and, and many others. Seems like 
Sheesh, even Blake Griffin had to wait a year uh, with ACL injury, stuff like that. But uh, I've always kind of liked Nerlens Noel. Noel, the first Noel, but uh, he's, uh, well, he is what he is at this point. Just a role player on a bad team, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe if, they, if the asking price is too high, then the hell with it. Uh, Wesley Matthews can still hit from the outside. Dirk Nowitzki can still hit from the outside, yes, but... Uh, he's playing in a lot of shots he didn't used to in the past. Devin Harris is just, you know, yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's a skeleton at this stage of his career. Uh, J.J. Barea, well, he is what he is. The only reason the Mavericks would beat the Timberwolves is, say, Wesley Matthews gets super hot, or Dennis Smith has a massive game, or, God forbid, Harrison Barnes goes off for, like, 35. But I don't think the Harrison Barnes thing will happen. Dennis Smith, well, you know, he's 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 an emerging rookie out there. He's, he's one of the more talented rookies, nice point guard. A lot of, of course, myself and Marcus, the forecaster, we're, we're, we're fans. Um, his defense sucks, and so does most everybody on the Mavericks except Wesley Matthews. Um, it's more of, again, if Wesley Matthews just has one of those crazy games from the outside, but bottom line, the Wolves could, should, I mean, should and will win the basketball game. Timberwolves will get into the 111 to 113. I'm going to go 113, uh, and the Dallas Mavericks will wind up scoring 100. 113 to 100, so the Mavericks will finally eclipse the uh, century mark. The Wolves' defense is so all over the place. I don't know where to go anymore. So it'll be a little on the high-scoring side. Uh, who's going to have the big game? I guess, Well, the way things are going right now, I guess Jimmy Buckets. You know, Jimmy Buckets, man. He's going to get his 30, man. I guess. I mean, mm, it's pretty much been Jimmy of late. He's been the leading scorer on the... On the club the last week or so. Last couple times, really, the Wolves have played the Mavericks. These have been kind of all over the place. Like, Wiggins had a good game. Butler was solid. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler leading the team in scoring. And again, the only way the Wolves would lose is if Wesley Matthews just goes crazy out there. And I'm not really sure that's going to happen. And if it does, shame on us. Tuesday, December the 12th, the Minnesota Timberwolves will play their first game this year against the ever-improving and ever-popular Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Shout out to my friend at work there, near, uh, Raymond. The Wolves will be, uh, the Wolves, of course, as we always do, play Eastern Conference teams twice, home and away type of games. This is the first game of the year. The 76ers are above 500. How about that? Now, of course, the Sixers were above 500 more recently than the Wolves were. <laughs> but then again, well, okay, there was the one year with uh, Kevin Love's final season here with Rick Adelman, but. Eh, we don't want to count that one. We'll say the playoff appearances. Philadelphia did sneak in a few years ago with Doug Collins as coach, if you can believe that. Um, Ever-improving club, Joel Embiid, just, uh, uh, he's, for the most part, been staying healthy, and he has been awesome. Uh, he's putting up Carl Anthony Towns' numbers of last season, anyway, uh, offensively. He even shoots a couple threes, which, well, you know how I feel about center shooting threes. It's, it's okay to have them shoot some, but not too much. And he doesn't shoot as many, so that's good. <laughs> He's averaging about 23.5, over 11 rebounds a game. He even uh, adds three assists. Joel Embiid, just one of those up-and-coming stars in this league. Jalil Okafer's been in trade uh, rumors, trade proposals. Odds are he's going to wind up with the Brooklyn Nets as things are going at this stage. He's only played two games this year, often injured, unhappy. Oh boy, remember how he was looked on as the, the go-to guy in the 2015 draft? Like, Carl Anthony Towns was an afterthought, and then it's like, no, Carl Anthony Towns is, it's between Towns and Okafer all of a sudden, and then it's like, you know, as much as Flip Saunders loves Okafer, and all of us do, like, you think he was this no-brainer pick, 
I'd go with Carl Anthony Towns. And then the Wolves did go with Towns, and we were praying, praying to God that Flip would change his mind about Ogafer, and he did, blah, blah, blah. And the careers have gone in two completely different directions. Of course, Towns has not had the best season so far, uh, and we all have to admit that. You know, you, you can't come out and tell me that Towns is having the kind of year you expected. He's, he's, he's not, and there's a lot of factors into that. It's not necessarily Carl's fault, but it is partially Carl's fault because he's not adjusted well to this coach and to the uh, the climate around him. So that's you gotta you gotta kind of put you gotta kind of spread blame around a little bit on this club. Uh, Wolves will be playing the Sixers uh, in the, the the finale between these two teams on March the twenty fourth. That's Paul Caniff's birthday. Yep, <laughs> shout out to him in Seattle there. Old, old friend of mine, uh, Markel Fultz, hasn't quite had the sexy rookie year that we'd all expect either. He's only played four games so far. That's unfortunate. Uh, tends to happen a lot. A lot of these rookies, they get hurt right away, and it's depressing. Ben Simmons, the, Austra- the Australian sensation, has been as advertised. He's uh, why He's got that all-around game. He's, he's kind of like a Grant Hill before he got hurt. Uh, and I think I like him more than Grant Hill, too. <laughs> As in a, a better career potential, well, obviously you can't say that coming out of the gate, but he's doing a hell of a job. Um, he hasn't attempted a single three. Oh, he's attempted a couple, but he hasn't made one. Um, can't make a free throw for some reason, which is frustrating, but his field goal percentage is pretty good. It's about the same of his free, his free throw percentage. is in the 50s, right at half of his shots, literally. Um, ben Simmons has been wonderful, though. I mean, he's, he's averaging it. Almost eight assists, almost ten rebounds, and scoring about eighteen a game. Really been impressed with Ben Simmons so far. He's played in every game too. See again, another rookie that got hurt and was out for the year. So it's like, whew, it, it happens too much. Unfortunately, too many rookies get hurt or they get hurt like in the first couple of weeks or whatever. And then you know, just like um, Andrew Wiggins' counterpart, you know, you had Carl's counterpart. Well, Joel Embiid did play, but or what am I saying? Jalil Okafor did play, but he was but it was a little frustrating at the time. Uh, with the uh, back-and-forth type of play. But I don't know. There have been a lot of injuries <laughs> to rookies out there. Could go on forever. I don't like this matchup. This one is in the target center, Tuesday the 12th. Uh, mm, e, uh, ooh, uh. I've never liked that. You know, the Wolves don't play well against these guys. Uh, J.J. Redick, of course, sharpshooting. He's the third option on the team. Robert Covington's one of those guys that's really liked. Uh, about 42% from beyond the arc. 15 points a game. He just keeps getting better. And better and better. Saric is is, uh, is somebody that a lot is popular throughout the league as well. Just a valuable, uh, <laughs> valuable kind of spot starter off the bench. This that kind of that type of guy. Of course, Jared Bayless, spark plug. He's been he's been all over the league. Jared Bayless. He's one of those guys. He's been everywhere. Memphis and Portland and, and Indiana. <laughs> he's been everywhere. There's several other teams that, with him. Um, I don't like this matchup though. Uh, for some reason, we never play well against them. Robert Covington, of course, Ish Smith is gone, and wherever Ish Smith goes, the Wolves never win either, which is now Detroit. Ah, uh, boy. I'm going to pick a loss in this game. I, I think Philadelphia is going to squeeze past the Wolves. How they've done of late, they've they've not been playing as well lately. They give up some points. They were two out of their last five. They lost to Detroit. They, beat, they lost to Phoenix in L.A. Yuck. Yuck. Then they play Cleveland and New Orleans and Minnesota, so they might be on a four-game losing streak coming in to that game, but watch the Wolves end that four-game losing streak for the freaking Sixers. I want the Wolves to win the game, and I think they can and should, that type of thing, but it's the matchup, and until I see otherwise, I'm going to have to go with the, the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Um, 
man, I am bouncing back and forth in this one because the Wolves do play uh, Sacramento next. Dallas, to me, is a no-brainer. The Wolves will be playing. We will beat them. I'm going to pick Philly to beat the Wolves. It's going to be a frustrating, lowest, uh, kind of lower-scoring game. I can see Philadelphia. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Covington goes off or something. You want to expect a big game from Carl, but I don't know what to expect from him right now, the way things are going. The chemistry with the offense, this and that. He was much better in the Clipper game. And the whole minutes thing and all that, and even uh, <laughs> even Jimmy Butler talked about how he kind of joked at the end of the uh, the game with Marnie Gellner about how we need to talk to Tibbs. These 40-minute games are, are adding up. Yeah, and, and they are. Um, I don't know. Man, I'm having a hard time. But I think Philly's going to win the game 103-99. to It's going to be a close type of game. The Wolves just will not finish the job. This or that. Maybe missed shots late. Maybe 103-100, that type of thing. Missed three-pointer at the buzzer, that type of deal. Um, I think Jeff Teague's going to have a good game. I, I, I just feel Jeff Teague in this one is going to be excellent. Yeah, I'm expecting a double-double, like 23, maybe 19 and 10 type of game for uh, Jeff Teague. 10 being the assists, of course. Um, I can see Teague uh, ha- having one of those games where he makes three, four, three or four three-pointers, that type of thing. But I think the Robert Covington, Joel Embiid's of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers will be the factor that will help us, help the... Uh, to help Philadelphia win the game. Ben Simmons will be the valuable guy, kind of the glue guy, so to speak, with all the different statistics. But I think Embiid and Covington are going to kind of be our undoing at the end of the day, where Simmons will, you know, be the stat filler, that type of thing. 103-100, Philadelphia wins, and Jeff Teague, I think, will be the best player for the Wolves in this game. I just got that feeling. So now we move on to the Sacramento Kings. Well, there's no Boogie Cousins, so come on. 76ers are, are oh, now I'm going crazy. Phil, uh, Sacramento is 7 and 17 on the season. You got De'Aaron Fox. He's the up and comer there. Every team's got up and comers. This team is a little bit weird. You have rookies, or yeah, you have all kinds of guys that came here via trade, this and that, Buddy Held. And of course, De'Aaron Fox, who was looked on very, very positively in the draft. He's been okay so far, but hasn't really stood out that much. And very few rookies do right out of the gate, unless they're just an absolute stud. Uh, Zach Randolph, you have some cast-offs, of course, from the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's one of the reasons why the Grizzlies aren't as good now. Randolph is leading the team in the scoring at only 14 points a game. And the Kings have, well, they're 2-3 they're and three in their last five. And they beat the Warriors recently on November the 27th. That's kind of crazy. Good for them, though. Uh, they also beat Chicago by one, got killed by Milwaukee, and lost to Milwaukee again. And then Cleveland beat them soundly. Not Nothing spectacular. In between now and then, the they will play the uh, the Sacramento Kings will play New Orleans, Toronto, and Phoenix along the way. So, ah, uh, the Wolves need to win this one. This would be a pretty crappy loss. A home game for the Wolves. The third out of, wow, five home games. A five-game homestand for the Timberwolves. Of course, this uh, this the uh, homestand has just started on Sunday. Anyway, well, it'll have just started at that point. George Hill, that's who the other veteran was that got to Sacramento. He's been just adequate at best so far. He's been making his three point shots, but other than that, he's just kind of there. You know, he's just okay. He's not really running the show at the at the point and. Yeah, he's been splitting minutes with De'Aaron Fox, like literally, like one's on the floor, the other's out, that type of thing. Maybe a couple seconds with each other. Uh, another ancient cast-off, Vince Carter. Of course, we all know who he is, but he's got to be at the end now, at age of 40. They're averaging less than three points a game, only 12 minutes, and he's missed 
eight games this year so far. He's just kind of at the end, I got to think. And if he's not, I'd be shocked unless he just wants to sit at the end of the bench pretty much uh, the next couple of years with somebody like Sacramento. The Kings are kind of in a, I don't know what the hell they're doing mode. They're kind of like where the Phoenix Suns have been the last several years, <laughs> where you don't know what they're doing, especially when they had Goran Dragic. They had a couple of good players and then some really old ones and some young ones and that that aren't that great or some of them maybe will be good, that type of thing. Uh, Buddy Held, of course, can scorch the bottom of the net. That's been a healed. Buddy Heald has been uh, able to scorch the net this year, and that's his calling card in the league. The next Steph Curry or anything like that, no. <laughs> but 45% from beyond the arc is pretty damn awesome. Uh, leading the team in attempts and makes, all that good stuff. Uh, Garrett Temple's one of those guys who's kind of under the radar. He can really shoot from downtown as well. And George Hill. So Sacramento can hit the three, but other than that... Generally speaking, not a whole lot to say about the Kings yet. Uh, there's no reason the Wolves shouldn't beat this club. I think Andrew Wiggins, like he always does, plays extremely well against this team. Upper 20s, low 30s. And, you know, and we haven't seen that from Andrew Wiggins hardly at all this year. And I'm just, I'm dying for it, man. You know, it's like when you get up in the morning and you're craving a cup of coffee, kind of like I do every single day. <laughs> Especially, you know, when I'm, before I'm doing this show, I would better have a cup of coffee, right? Otherwise, I'm going to be screwed. Uh, I'm craving that 30-point game from Andrew Wiggins, and hopefully this is it right here. And I'm expecting a nice, solid, fun game from Andrew Wiggins. Maybe a little mano a mano. It won't be Rudy Gay anymore, so it, it won't be bite held either. Maybe a little bit, but he healed. It'll mostly be healed in uh, Butler. Butler should be able to go off, too, because I don't expect a whole lot of defense and resistance from Buddy healed. Uh... To me, yeah, the Wolves need to win this game, bottom line. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein and Todd Gibson, i got to go with definitely Todd Gibson there, even though Stein's got some numbers, this and that. Uh, Bogdanovich, yeah, Wiggins needs to dominate that guy in a big way, and I have a feeling he will. 30 points for Andrew Wiggins. Wolves will win the basketball game. Something of the likes of... 111 to 100, no, 111, yeah, 111 to 100, I think Sacramento will get to 100, believe it or not, because it's some outside shooting and some overall spread the ball around type of team play, so we'll give them credit there, because there's a lot of guys who are averaging a decent amount of points, and they're because they're getting in the game, there's an actual rotation in Sacramento, by a pretty good coach, I think, and uh, Dave Yeager, so unfortunately for them, they're kind of in transition to God knows what at this stage, hoping to get good draft picks, I guess. We'll call it like that. <laughs> if you want to, or you could say tanking, but I don't even know if they're tanking because they have veteran players on the club. It's like they're kind of tanking, but mm, again, don't know. Urban Legends, 113-100 Minnesota over Sacramento. Andrew Wiggins with 30 in this game, and I do expect Jimmy Butler to have a big one as well because that defense is not that good. We'll take a quick break and we'll get into some fan interaction after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three. Time to hear from you guys here in the fan interaction segment. We will start things off with at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. Because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit, but maybe just maybe it might now because they doubled the uh, 
the length of uh, tweets, and we appreciate that very much. want to thank Tanae Brown, Levi Brown, and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent episode, 2chan, Lacking Identity. Thank you guys very much. Really appreciate that. Timberwolves, or T-Wolves France was, was tweeting, was retweeting how I uh, talked about how Jimmy Butler had that big fourth quarter against the Clips on Sunday. Thank you again, Timberwolves France, along with... Uh, Tanae Brown and others. It got up to 18. You have Courtside and, and Tanae and all them really like that one. That was an exciting time in that game. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler was just spectacular. One up with over 30 in that one. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, it was distracted with such a frustrating week after that. Of course, losing to Memphis and all that. Just ugly game. And even in that Clipper game, generally speaking, was pretty ugly other than Vince, uh, Vince Germano. Other than Jimmy Butler having that big fourth quarter. Yeah, Vince had a big fourth quarter too, right? Tanae says Cat is a lot more effective on the defensive end when he gets his offensive touches. And yeah, it's a morale thing. And his morale is not high right now. Um, like if you play 2K, which I don't really. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you know, all of you know I'm a retro gamer more than a modern gamer. So maybe once in a while, but I don't really, yeah, get into the modern stuff all that much. But yeah, there's a morale thing in that game. When guys get heated, frustrated, whatever it is, at least in certain versions of 2K, where uh, the morale of players is they try to make it more realistic or they get unhappy because of this and that. Cat would be unhappy right now, I got to think. Uh, Levi Brown also uh, liked that tweet. And uh, thank you again for the conversation there. I'm guessing it's going to be a little thin today. Uh, I don't remember getting a whole lot of posts. In fact, wow, that, wow, that much going on. Hmm. Yeah, that was from the last show. Let's see if there's any... Visitor posts. And Friday from Ali Siddiqui. Oh, that was the last week. Yep, it's... Wow, that was really thin this week. I didn't hear from Hank. Oh, but yeah, I know why. Hank has been working religious hours and all that. So, wow, very light this week. Guys have been busy. You know, I've been working extra hours this week as well. So, it just kind of is what it is. I, I apologize for that. But there's nothing wrong with a slightly shorter show, I suppose. Uh, just But I, but I would give it the shout-outs as need be. And, of course... Talk about, uh, yes, uh, Flip's Army. I got to give a shout out to Flip's Army on Facebook before I even talk about the Timberwolves Explosion one. I want to thank Flip's Army for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on their Facebook page. Thank you very much. And in game threads, lots of activity on there. Of course, during the week, this and that, important wolf stuff, unimportant wolf stuff, whatever it is, it's all on there. And I encourage you to like that uh, page. Like and follow that Facebook page. Of course, I'd like you to join the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Also, the Courtside Podcast. Do join that if you could on Twitter. What am I talking about? On iTunes. You could say Twitter also. But yeah, give them a follow on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) iTunes and Podbean. Do join those two. Uh, Podbean also offers the 20-year, one-year subscription. If you are interested in the premium shows, you just pay for $20 for one whole year. That's, you know, that's not a whole lot. That's like, <laughs> that's like two bucks a month, barely. Not even two dollars a month. At the end of the day, Caribou Coffee, a small Caribou Coffee costs more. One Caribou Coffee a month. That's that's nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Not a latte or anything either. Just regular coffee. The cheapest thing there. Small cup. So, exactly. I'll be joining the Courtside Network very soon. I know I've been saying that, but it's just one of those things. It's a slow burn, as even Vince Germano has said in the past. 
uh, would like you to join them though and yeah, I'll be joining as well uh, there's also the phone lines for Timberwolves Explosion 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 it is a voicemail, do treat it as such mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion do your statement, shout out, comment, question and opine would be greatly, greatly appreciated you can also get in through the call now button on Facebook the Facebook page of Timberwolves Explosion it uses Facebook Messenger to get through so you could literally use your phone regardless where you're from Australia, China, uh, New Zealand Seattle, Washington, right? No, oh, no. <laughs> why am I thinking about Seattle? Right? International Space Station, as long as you have Wi-Fi or cellular connection, whatever it is, you can uh, join Timberwolves Explosion there. Again, still the three-minute limit for the voicemail. And then there's no limit when you do the audio submission route where you use your own personal... You, you can use Audacity on your laptop slash desktop computer as long as you have a microphone, whatever, and record for however long you like, save it. And email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. And if need be, I can convert it over to an MP3 player. Thanks to Zamzar. I appreciate that website very much. And, of course, uh, same thing with the uh, free voice recording application on your cell phone or smart device. It's on every single smart device there is. You'll find it on there. You can even download some for free, obviously, unless there's one. There's usually one already on your phone or smart device anyway. And then treat it like a phone call. And then again, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. That email address will be in the show description so you could use for copy and paste purposes. And uh, again, the bat signals out to Vince Germano. He wants to talk about Jimmy Butler. If need be, audio submission route like I talked about earlier. Or we'll be on air for a segment. Probably not a whole show due to time constraints. We're just, you know, we're just busy guys, right? It is what it is there. Um, and of course, you know, the, the international time, it, you know, it's tough. It's, it's this time here, it's that time there, if you know what I mean. If I want to record right now in the morning, it's in the middle of the night over there. So I don't think Vince Germano's interested in doing that. So that type of thing. Uh, afternoon here is the next morning, the next morning there, that type of thing. So uh, we'll, we'll figure something out at some point. Otherwise, audio submission is always wide open. Tanae Brown, Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, Stu Benson, and others out there, you are all welcome to join this show anytime you want via audio submission or call in, whatever the heck it is. Remember the call now button, you can get in it no matter where you're from because it's just, it's through Facebook Messenger. So very easy, ready to rock and roll. So again, thanks again for your conversation. Thanks again for your inclusion with the show. Please tell your friends about it if possible. Give a positive rating for the Timberwolves Explosion show on iTunes or Stitcher. It's greatly appreciated. You'll get a big shout-out and thank you right here from me to you right here on the show. And it only helps potential listeners to join the show because it'll, they'll say, huh, this is rated pretty good. Let's see what people say, this type of thing. So it would be greatly appreciated if you were to do that. Thanks again in advance because it's worth its weight in gold, as <laughs> Adam Ryan would say on the In All Airness podcast. Too. That show needs to come back again, too. They've been very busy. You guys are all busy, damn it. Stop being so busy. Of course, I need to stop being so busy too sometimes. Eesh. But again, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. We'll probably hear from more of you next time around than this time. But thank you, Tanae, for uh, joining the show this week, though. Always appreciate it. Even just one little tweet is worth its weight in gold. We'll talk to you next week. Go Timberwolves. Hopefully at least a two-in-one week.